thank you very much, Candice. Uh, it's been uh, super cool to uh, start working with you guys and hopefully we'll bring some value today and uh, excited to, to rock it out with you. And so I don't want to assume that, although you gave me a fantastic introduction, that was awesome. Uh, I don't want to assume that people know my story and know, um, you know, kind of our, our background. So I'll real quickly go through that and then we'll get the party started. So uh, I'm someone that I had worked my way up in the corporate world and uh, to a pretty good salary uh, here in Southwest Florida. And I noticed a couple things. I noticed that the harder I worked, the more they would pay me, you know, so not all jobs are like that, but the more they would pay me, but the more they would demand of me. And so I was missing a lot of school stuff for my boys. Uh, there were times where I had to cancel a family trip last minute. There were times where I had to come in when I, you know, I, I had other plans. And I also looked at my boss and his boss and her boss, and they were all making more money than me, but also more miserable. And I also noticed that I was spending more time with pictures of my kids than the real thing. And that's not why I wanted to work so hard. And I'm not a, I'm not a job basher. Uh, and I think that network marketers shouldn't be job bashers. Um, but, uh, you know, if you, if you love what you do and you're in a job, then awesome. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, I did not. And so I wanted to escape and I actually left the corporate world not for network marketing. I actually left it for real estate. And so at the time here in the state of Florida, uh, lots of people were making money in real estate. I saw some of my buddies from high school that were doing really well in real estate. And I'm like, man, if these knuckleheads can do it, then I think I can too. And so I got into real estate and it went well uh, for a while uh, until the market changed and I got wiped out. And Along the way, I had dabbled in, in network marketing and, and done uh, you know, a little bit here and there. I'd done presentations and things like that. Didn't understand duplication, didn't understand leadership in network marketing specifically. And there were a lot of things that, um, a lot of things I didn't do right. And I had actually sworn off network marketing. I, I didn't want to do it anymore, but 2009, I'm dead broke, personal foreclosure, million dollars in debt, chase, being chased by bill collectors. I had uh, gone through a divorce. At one point, I was living on my buddy's couch, and uh, a guy invited me, a friend of mine invited me to a home meeting, and I knew it was network marketing, but I also knew I didn't have very many options. And, and so I decided to give my all you know, with that company and, and make it happen. Uh, I did uh, become by you know I studied I studied a few different things. I'd read a book called Go for No, which uh, we'll talk about a little bit today. Um, you know, since reading that book, uh, I've actually co-authored a book with those authors called Go for No for Network Marketing, and uh, I decided I'm going to go for 20 no's a day. And so there were three things that I did in my daily routine, and we'll touch about we'll talk about daily routine a little bit today. But um, one. I got 20 no's a day, which is, uh, you know, which is a lot for most people. Two, I did a video a day, at least one, because I, to be honest, I hated prospecting. Uh, and I wanted to get to the point where I would start attracting more people to me. So I wouldn't have to solely rely on that, which I, I did for quite a while. And number three, I worked on myself, self-development. And so those three things made up my daily routine. And, uh, you know, long story short, uh, in, in five months, I'm at uh, 10,000 a month and seven months, 40,000, 10 months, 50,000. 
and became the number one income earner in that company. And um, in 2013, that company decided to merge into uh, another company. And while we didn't really plan for it, it wasn't our, our plan for sure, we had built a coaching and training company. And, and I think the reason for that is, you know, 10, 11 years ago, there weren't a lot of people teaching social media strategies for network marketers. Uh, there were a there were a few, but most of them had never actually built a team. They were just kind of teaching internet marketing, targeting network marketers, but they didn't really understand duplication. They didn't understand a lot of different things that you need to understand as, as a network marketer. And, uh, and so in 2016, we decided to retire from actively building a network marketing organization and focus on coaching and training. And now we work with a lot of different leaders. Um, in fact, I've, you know, we've worked with several of uh, um, several amazing leaders with USANA. We have a couple we're working with right now. And, uh, and we're happy to work with companies, work with different leaders, and try to help the profession as a whole. Uh, one thing we did back in 2017 is we felt that there was a way we could help more people. And so we create a group called Rank Makers, where I go live every single day. I give an action step in a training. Uh, last year, we helped create 4,054 rank advances. Our goal this year is 10,000. And uh, it's something that we want to help people produce. So not looking to uh, blow you away with some uh, uh, complicated training that um, you know impresses you. I'm looking to keep things very simple and easy and share with you some psychology stuff that will help you understand prospecting and prospects better. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, marketing as well. And, uh, and we'll have some fun. And so I'm excited, feel free. You know, I feel like we have a, a good amount of time. So if you do have questions, uh, feel free to drop them in the chat. Uh, probably the chat, not the Q and A, because I can't, I don't think I can keep both open. But um, drop them in the chat if you do. And uh, if I see that it's exactly relevant to what I'm covering, then I'll, I'll, I'll hop right on it. Or we'll wait until a little bit later, we'll do a Q and A session. And so there are, jumping in. There are, there are two main categories of, of building your business. And, um, and a lot of people confuse these. Uh, there's marketing and there's prospecting, right? And so marketing is actually passive. And is this right side for you guys? I'm, I'm, I think it is. I just want to make sure. What's up, Laura? Okay, good. All right, good. Uh, and so there's marketing and there's prospecting. Marketing, because a lot of people... They'll, they'll hear a strategy and they, that maybe works in prospecting and they'll apply it to marketing and vice versa. And so these are not necessarily interchangeable. So something that works with prospecting may not work with marketing and, and, so, and, and vice versa. Marketing is passive. You're doing something you hope an unnamed individual reacts or responds to. So it could be a Facebook Live, it could be an Instagram Live, it could be a, a status update, a curiosity post, it could be a flyer in your local coffee shop, it could be uh, in anything where you're hoping, you're not sure who, but you're hoping someone sees it and they react or respond to it. They reach out to you, they visit a website, they message you, they comment. That's marketing, right? Uh, prospecting is where you're reaching out to an individual. Can be online, offline, can be um, 
you know, warm market, someone you know, friends, family members, coworkers, uh, could be cold market, people you do not know. And there's a lot of, of trepidation and misunderstanding around cold market. And uh, we'll talk about that because some of my biggest leaders did come from cold market. And that doesn't mean it's the only way to do it, but it is certainly a great option. And so we wanna share that with you uh, tonight. Um, I don't know if I'm saying your name correctly, but Sunal, I believe, says, uh, what were the three habits a day? Uh, three things, very, very simple. 20 no's a day. Before my head hit the pillow, I wouldn't have 20 people tell me no. Uh, a video a day, and sometimes it was more than one, but at least one video a day, and self-development. Sometimes that was me walking around my neighborhood, listening to an audiobook. Sometimes it was me reading a chapter. Sometimes it was uh, going through a course or, or something like that. And so those are the three things. And by the way, you always know a good daily routine if you ask yourself this question. If, if this daily routine continues to be executed, does it make success inevitable? And so if you look at what do you do each day, how many people do you reach out to? Uh, what, is it that, what is it that you do each day to grow your business? And if you explain that to a stranger, what you do every day, would they say, oh yeah, that makes sense, right? Sure, absolutely. And, uh, and so it's something that nobody, no one in the world has ever been surprised that by me going for 20 no's a day, a video a day and self-development every day that I create success. No one's like blown up like, wow, I can't believe that worked. And uh, you know, Sue is asking why no's and, and not yeses. So there's two, there's two elements there, all right? Um, one, you can't dictate your yeses. You, can't, you can dictate your activity, you can't dictate your yeses. And number two, if you're, when you're training your team, you have to understand that there's going to be more people who get more no's than yeses. And so the book, Go For No, which I, I didn't invent the book, but the, the book Go For No teaches you to reduce your, um, to build your rejection muscle, to be honest, and so that you're not so affected by rejection. And many of, maybe not the people on here necessarily, but many of your teammates need to get better at accepting rejection and being okay with it versus being so terrified to receive it. Most people are so terrified to receive rejection and they so care about their self-image so much that they just don't do the level of activity that they could. And so we tell people, I actually posted on my Facebook not too long ago, but uh, uh, be, uh, be committed to your actions, not their responses. And so if you have a no goal, that is a, a, a very straightforward way for you to continuously be getting in front of people. And so if you like it, use it. If not, don't worry about it. And so you'll find that, you know, when I train, if, if you have a way, I'm always going to tell you why I do certain things, but if you have a way that's working really well for you, and I mean results, not that you think it's great, but you actually get results, then uh, you keep doing it. Why, why, would it. why would you ever stop? Uh, I find a lot of people, they, they say, uh, oh, I know that already, but they're not actually getting results. And so I always question that. I'm like, if you're getting results, then rock it out. But I will explain there are certain things that I teach specifically to get more adherence with the organization. Because 
I know that there's, you know, in any organization, there's a lot of people that have not been through sales training, that have not been through psychology training, persuasion training, marketing training. And so I always assume that, um, you know, who I'm training has not been through all that stuff. And a lot of times um, that's not happening. And sometimes tactics are being taught that work if you're influential, don't work if you're not. Well, there's more people in your team that aren't influential than, than are. Um, and for, for things like that, it's one of the reasons that we, we actually wrote our book on leadership. It's uh, Freakishly Effective Leadership for Network Marketing, which I'm very proud of. I just, I just saw on Amazon, we have 71 five-star reviews, 100% five-star. It was like super cool. Like someone's going someone's gonna to ruin my day and, and drop a, you know, something other than a five-star. But currently, it's 100% five-star. And so marketing and prospecting. At the end of the day, your, the, the, the way that you can know if you should be making more money in network marketing is how many people are you asking are open to your product or opportunity. And I realized that, and, and we work with a lot of companies that are way more product centric and way more, you know, leading with the product. And I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe you guys are as well. And honestly, to me, that's more duplicatable. The reason is that there are more consumers than there are consumer entrepreneurs. And so more people are, will naturally feel free to share a product than people that would be uh, pitching the opportunity. And so, you know, we'll, we'll talk about how to do that on, on social media and, and, and that sort of stuff. But um, it's important to break these down. Now, let's, let's get into prospecting and let's, let's specifically I'm going to get into some, we'll get into some fun stuff here. Um, so let's talk about, this is a, this is a, a term that we started using years ago to help people out and, uh, you know, differentiation, we didn't create that word, but the uh, differentiation around prospecting means helping your teammates with understanding uh, where they are with the people, like their warm market, the people that know them. And a lot of times, uh, people do not have massive rapport with their uh, warm market, with friends and family members. And so differentiation means that the person kind of recognizing where they are with their warm market. If someone is influential and they're respected, they have rapport with, and, uh, and, you know, they just generally people trust them, look up to them, they're influential and all that stuff, then almost anything they say is going to work. <laughs> I mean, there's very, there's very little uh, that they can, they can mess it up. Almost anything they say is going to work. What about the people that maybe have been in a lot of different companies or maybe have struggled in network marketing and, uh, and, and haven't created success, aren't influential or, or things of that nature? Well, the product actually works better for them because if uh, you don't, if someone doesn't have someone in your team and may, maybe everyone on here has amazing rapport with their warm market, but I guarantee you someone on your team does not. If they don't have rapport with their warm market, then leading with the product is definitely the right choice for them. And, and actually deflecting the opportunity for someone that maybe has pitched the opportunity uh, to, to people that don't really respect them or, or look up to them, it's actually much smarter to, to lead with the product. And I realized that, or I believe, 
that you guys have a lot of amazing product videos in your back office that you're able to share. And those are very powerful tools and you can actually, in an interesting way, you can actually use those um, to, to recruit as well. And, I'll, sh and I'll, I'll show you what I mean uh, here in a second. And so I'll expand on this if we need to. I may or may not, but if we need to, I, I, I will. Um, and so uh, Kim is asking for the video a day. Do I, do I recommend posting on my personal page or create a separate, separate F, uh, Facebook page? So when, when, I was, when I was doing a video a day, we didn't have lives, right? And I, I still do a video a day. I've actually done one to two videos a day for nine and a half years because I'm kind of crazy. Uh, but I see the efficiency of it. So doing a video that can be viewed over and over and over and over by you know, as many people as you want, it just makes sense to me. So it really tickles my efficiency brain. Um, but back you know, 10, 11 years ago, or 10, 10 years ago, uh, we didn't have Facebook Live, uh, Instagram wasn't around. And so a lot of times you would you know, shoot a video and just upload it to um, you know, your Facebook profile or back then, you could actually use a uh, business page. Nowadays, uh, Facebook, at least as far as pages, if you're, if you're saying like a business page, it's really pay to play. And so if you're not doing advertising, which most people probably shouldn't do because they're not tracking well enough, um, you should probably stick to your profile. Uh, most people can, you know, uh, most people have a Facebook profile unless uh, you're really targeting more millennials and things like that, uh, then Instagram is, is a better bet for you. And um, yeah, and Linda, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about videos and, and value. We'll talk about um, uh, marketing here in a second. But um, actually, should we get into that now? Let's get into that now. We'll talk marketing right now. So around marketing. So people are asking, like when you say a video a day, what do you mean by that, right? And I see, I see people asking that. And so I wanted to lead with value. And here's a really simple, I'll give you two kind of definitions of value, because you've probably heard the word value. But uh, value can be educational, it can be entertaining, it can be the solving of a problem, it can be the helping of an, the attainment of a desire. So what are some examples? Um, it might be, you know, three tips to lose weight, right? So what would that be? That might be considered educational. It might be considered the solving of a problem and things of that nature. Now, in a, a video, uh, I want my end goal, yes, I want people to see it, I want people to comment on it, I want people to engage on it, at the end of the day, though, I want people to reach out to me. And so where most people blow it when it comes to uh, videos and, and marketing is they, they're pitching too soon. And so they may do three tips to lose weight. And by the way, if you want to buy my program, reach out to me and we'll get you all hooked up. Well, most people aren't ready to buy. And, and it's something that, you know, we draw this out. Uh, called the buy cycle. So about one to two percent 
Let me rewrite that because that looks very sloppy. About one to two percent of anyone is ever just ready to buy, right? They just log on to Facebook, ready to buy something, okay? Uh, about five percent will never buy. <laughs> no matter what you do in the world, they will never buy your product ever. It just isn't gonna happen. So what's the big gap here? The big gap, and those of you who've been in, uh, I don't know how, if any of you have been in my 14-day challenges, but when we do a marketing challenge, we, you know, we teach this. And so if you, if you take the difference here, it's something like 93% of people need more information. They're not ready to buy, they need more information, and it's a very good chance that they want the benefits of what it is that you have. Now, benefits, I want you to think of benefits as not what it is, what it does, okay? What it does. So if your pitch is, hey, you should get this, pro this product because it has the latest, greatest uh, kytosan in it or lecithin or L-carnitine or whatever, most people don't care. They don't care about what's in the bottle. More people want what the bottle will do for them. And obviously you gotta keep in mind your compliance, right? You can't say the name of a disease and the name of a product in the same sentence, right? You can't make crazy claims or anything like that. But uh, might you say, hey, I, st I started this program and I've lost some weight and I'm feeling fantastic and have more energy. I think you might be able to say something like that. And, uh, and so people want what it does, not what it is, not what it is. And that's a very important concept for you to get around marketing. And if you get that around marketing, so, uh, you know, what are other benefits? Benefits of, you know, if someone has more energy, are they able to chase their grandkids around a little bit more? If they have less aches and pains, are they able to go hiking with their, with their children or with their grandkids more? And so, Understanding in marketing land what it does is, is very, very important. It's important for you when it comes to, uh, to marketing, and it's also important to know that most people want more information. They're not ready to buy. This is why just posting a sales page on your, um, on your you know, personal profile usually isn't gonna work because very, very small percentage of people are actually just ready to buy. Most of them need more information, and so, is this making sense so far? We kind of got intense when it, came, it comes to marketing fairly quickly. Okay, all right, cool. All right, good, good, good. So I may, I may swing back to this, but I, I wanna go over something around, around prospecting, okay? Good, awesome. I wanna, I wanna define spam for you. And spam exists in marketing and prospecting. And this is something that I've learned over the years that people, people don't understand, don't actually understand what spam is. And spam is where you assume the position of the prospect without any evidence. So I'm gonna say that again. Spam, is where you assume the position of the prospect without any evidence. 
So let's talk about it in, in two other realms, all right? Okay, let's talk about it because I, I really want you to get this so that so because that, it'll help all of your marketing. What I'm trying to, what I'm attempting to do here is, is knock down the big walls that once we knock them down, it affects everything that you do versus teach you a tactic. Like uh, a lot of times you'll see a trainer that they'll say, okay, if you go on Instagram and you use this hashtag and you use this thing right here, you're going to try. And, and so you learn that thing, but that's all you learn. If you learn a concept, it knocks down a whole bunch of boulders. It will actually alter how you show up to everything. And so let's talk about, you know, spam again can be in marketing or prospecting. So in real estate, if some realtors, they will post on their profile, hey, uh, three bedroom, two bath, uh, freshwater canal, uh, you know, whatever, $300,000. That's actually spam because you're assuming the position of the person without any evidence. So you're assuming that people on your Facebook are actually looking for a house to buy, looking for freshwater canal, looking for three, two, uh, it's spam. Okay. Uh, and so what might you do instead? You might post to understand the position and you also do something magical too. So if I'm in, if I'm in real estate, might I post, hey, who of you out there is looking to buy a home in Southwest Florida? Let me know. Let me know if you're looking to buy a home. Because then I can, I can gain evidence to understand the position. Once I understand someone is looking to buy a home, then I can proceed further. But before I do, I can't, I can't just say, hey, you want to buy a home? Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Dating. So if I go, if, if, you know, or I don't want to put myself in this position, but let's say single guy goes to the bar, sees girl at the bar, walks up to her and, uh, you know, like all single guys is after one thing and that's marriage, of course. And so goes up to the girl, Hey, would you like to get married? That's also spam because he's assuming the position of the prospect without any evidence. And so the end goal for the realtor is to, you know, make a sale most likely, right? To sell a home. And so there should be a few steps along the way before you make that pitch. Hey, are you looking to purchase in Southwest Florida? Oh, you are. Are you looking to be on the water? Oh, great. Um, uh, you know, how soon are you looking to purchase, right? There should be some steps before the offer is actually made. Same with dating. We know the end goal of all single guys, marriage, of course. Um, and so, hey, can I buy you a drink? Right? So can I buy you a drink? No, I'm here with someone. Okay. I gained evidence. They're not in the sales cycle. Helpful? And then we'll relate it to network marketing, all right? So let's relate it to network marketing. One of the rules that we have hammered for, you know, 10 years here is never send an unsolicited link. Never send an unsolicited link. So if we are talking about prospecting, 
which I shared with you earlier, was reaching out to an individual. Could be text message, could be phone call, could be um, you know, a Facebook message, could be an email, could be face-to-face, -face, whatever, right? So um, if that's, if we're gonna talk about prospecting here. So around prospecting, if, if I send a Facebook message that says, hey, I have this great product, you should totally buy it, and uh, it's really helping people lose weight. No link. That would be spam. That's spam. Whether you know them or not, it's spam, okay? Now, if I, let's say that I wanna do cold market, people I don't know, and I see someone that, uh, you know, that I see their profile on Facebook, and I send them a message with my link to buy. Hey, we just rolled out a brand new product, it's amazing. We got these uh, you know, incredible packs. Check these things out. And I have a link. That's clearly spam, clearly. So how do you do this stuff? How, how do you do this stuff? Um, how, how do you communicate without being a spammer? How do you reach out to maybe people you don't even know? And so let's, let's, let's talk about it. And so um, there's two main ways to prospect people you don't know on social media. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, uh, I'm, I'm good at one of the ways. I'm not good at both of the ways. I understand, but I was just never good at it. So there's, you probably heard build rapport, right? Just clean this up here. All right, build rapport. And, uh, and another way is get to the point. <laughs> now, when people initially hear this, a lot of times the reaction is, ooh, I like build rapport. Build rapport sounds better. Build rapport, I mean, that just makes sense. That's what you do in sales, right? And there's something that, that I think has been mishandled over the years. So if you are, there, there's a difference. You know, and I, and I heard a long time ago that intelligence is in the ability to make distinctions. So, and I, and I found this to be very, very true. So if there's a, uh, what is it, an ornithologist, I think that's a bird expert, right? So if an ornithologist is outside, and I am, and I hear a bird, I say, what a pretty bird, that, that's, what a beautiful sound. And they say, oh, that's the blue-breasted whippoorwill. Well, they're intelligent around birds, not intelligent around birds. It's the ability to make distinction. And so for so long, sales training has centered around you know, cocktail parties, uh, you're going to meet people. And so, you know, ask questions, build rapport and, and, and do that sort of thing, right? Which even as much as it's been taught, some people are good at, some people aren't. There's something that's a little different when it comes to online prospecting cold market, strangers. And, and let me just ask this question. Do you guys, would you guys like to know how to easily prospect strangers on social media without it being weird. Would you like to know that? Yes. Okay. I got, 
at least two yeses. Perfect. Two of you are participating. I love it. Uh, and so, okay, we got some hands raised. That's cool. All right, good. So, if I go, if I meet you at a cocktail party, and and I say, um, hey there, I uh, I represent a health and wellness company, and uh, we have these amazing uh, packs. In fact, one of them is a, a weight loss pack. And you know, is that something you'd be looking to purchase? You'd be like, oh God, who invited this guy? Right? Who invited this guy? That would be weird. That wouldn't be, that wouldn't be, and that's not my, that wouldn't be my exact pitch for online or anything like that. I'll get into it. But let's say I come to you at a cocktail party and I'm like, you know, hey, how you doing? Uh, you know, uh, so, you know, what is it that you do? And I start doing, you know, do you have family? Do you have kids? Uh, what do you do for fun around here? At a cocktail party, that's kind of pleasant. That's kind of nice. But when you reach out to someone you don't know on social media and you do the standard build rapport stuff, most people react differently than they would if you were standing in front of them. And so when someone you know, kind of attempts the build rapport with me on social media and they say, hey, hey, Ray, um, what a beautiful family you have. And, I, and I'm like, thank you. And do you, do you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking, what do they want? Hey, I see, I see that you're, you own a kayak. That must be fun. Yep, own a kayak. I enjoy a kayak. How can I help you? You see, and I believe from doing this, a million times. I've done this type of training to lots and lots of people. And uh, I think there's more people like me than not. I think if someone you don't know is sending you rapport building questions or comments and you, you don't know them, you're what do you want? What do you want? Now, one thing we always want to talk about is duplication. And, and, and you can absolutely get duplication by leading with a product, and I'll show you what I mean. I'll, I'll give you some strategies around that. And so I always want to ask myself, can, can what I'm doing when it comes to prospecting or when it comes to introducing someone to the company, can, can, can anybody do that? Can a tow truck driver do it? Can a mattress salesman do it? Can a person who never finished fifth grade do it? And if it's too complicated, if it's too um, just complex, then I, I, I just don't believe that they can. And so I don't want to do that. Because the people that don't make a lot of money in network marketing are the people that just focus on the transaction. How do I sell a thing? And in network marketing, you are different than every sales, every type of sales in the world. So if I am, uh, if I'm selling cars, I'm not teaching you to sell cars. I'm just selling a car. If I'm selling appliances, I'm not teaching you how to sell appliances. I'm just selling you an appliance. So I don't have to think about that. I only have to think about how do I get this person to trust me enough to make the transaction. And network marketing is a little different. And so I know 
that when it comes to duplication around cold prospecting, very few people are good at building rapport. My guess, just based on doing this a lot, I would say five to 9% of any organization is good at building rapport. And by the way, if you're one of them, if you know how many questions do I send until I get, you know, until I pop the question and see if they're open to buying, um, and you're good at that and you're getting results, keep doing it. Don't, don't stop. Don't stop. Don't you dare change. What I found is very few people are good at just building rapport. And some of you are wondering, like, where's he going with this? He's saying not to build rapport. This is crazy, right? Um, <laughs> I would say five to nine percent are good at building rapport, will build rapport, will get results. I, I'm not good at that. I'm not good at small talk. I'm not good at chit chat. I, I've, you know, I've read How to Win Friends and Influence People. I, I, I just that part of my brain, I struggle. I struggle with small talk. I struggle with uh, the pitter-patter of that kind of thing because I know in my head, I'm like, what do they want if I'm cold prospecting on social media? Um, so if we know this, if we, if we can just buy into this just for a second, five to 9% are actually good at building rapport and getting results, then that leaves two categories. People that aren't good at building rapport, and if you broke those down, there are people in your organization that when you say build rapport, you might as well say build a rocket ship because they have the same level of confidence in both scenarios. Build a rocket ship, build rapport, okay? And number two, uh, you will run to people who boldly go in the realm of building rapport, but they don't know how to transition. So they build rapport forever. And they have a whole lot of friends that they've messaged back and forth for six months, seven months, two years, and they've never asked the question. They've never said, are you open to taking a look at what I got? Are you open to, you know, uh, checking out our products? And so when it comes to duplication, my biggest concern is not teaching you to build rapport, not build rapport or whatever. It's around duplication. Because if you, want, if you want to make the bigger checks, I mean, we, you know, right now we have um, 48 people in our, uh, our high-end mastermind, and we have five people with over 100,000 people in the organization, one person with 700,000 in the organization. So we've been, we've been blessed to spend a lot of time with people who have built very large organizations. A lot of number one income earners are in our, are in our mastermind, and we work with them very, very closely. We get to see what works, what doesn't work, what gets more duplication, what gets more retention, what improves culture. And so um, understand that if you're good at building rapport, just because you're good at it doesn't mean your team is going to be good at it. And so another option, and I would encourage you to see it as an option, is to get to the point. And most people, they hear that, they're like, wait a minute, is that, is that me being aggressive? Is that me being abrasive? Is that me, uh, you know, doing something weird? And, and the answer is no. And I'll, and, I'll, and I'll tell you exactly, I'll give you two scenarios of what you could say. And so um, getting to the point, there's a few elements, okay? So some of the elements is the elephant in the room. Y'all don't know each other, okay? Number two, reason. Why are you reaching out to them? 
Number three, are they open? And number four, give an out. So here's what that looks like. So where are you guys calling in from? Let me see, I'll just pick, pick one of your cities here. Feel free to drop it in the comments. Seattle, okay? Fort Myers, is that, is that Laura? Awesome. Uh, and so I'll give you two scenarios, two very simple scenarios. Now, if you, I, I'm, I'm going to talk in, the, in this particular context, I will give you, um, I'll give you a way to lead with the opportunity and check it out. See if you like it. You may or may not. You may stick to lead with the product, but there's a way to use product videos in an opportunity kind of way. And it's, it's actually really cool. It's really cool. So let's say that I saw, I saw someone who posted first was Seattle. So let's say that I take a look at their profile and, and I see that they're in Seattle. And uh, that's not the main thing I see, but I see that they seem positive. If I am going to prospect someone that I don't know on social media, I'm gonna take a look at their profile. Are they complaining about their wife? Are they complaining, are they talking politics all the time? Are they super negative? I'm not gonna prospect that person. I get to choose who I prospect. And so let's say I look at their, their profile and I deem them positive. Seem positive, they seem upbeat, they seem like a cool person, okay? I may reach out to them. Now, I do not friend request them. I don't friend request them. And, and I'll tell you how to get around this stuff. But um, the reason I don't friend request them is that puts me in a weaker position. So if I'm saying, please be my friend, then I'm placing myself in a, I'm trying to get them to, to, to take a step that I'm kind of assuming a position, aren't I? Isn't that kind of a spam, a friend request spam? If we don't know each other, how do I know they wanna be friends? But even more, just as important, energetically, I'm putting myself in a lesser position because I'm saying, hey, can we be friends, okay? Now, you may say, well, Ray, they ain't gonna see the message. If you send them a message, you're not friends, they won't see it. Well, uh, I see messages from non-friends every single day, but there's a, little, there's a couple little things that you can do. So if I'm gonna prospect someone, I'm not gonna friend request them, and honestly, I don't know if I wanna be friends with them. I don't know yet. I might, but I don't know yet. And so I'm going to drop a comment on something of theirs. Hey, beautiful flowers, whatever. Hey, go, uh, you know, looks like the game was fun. I might, something. Beautiful family. Not in a message, but I'm gonna post on their, on their picture, on their status, on their Facebook Live, on, on whatever, okay? I'm gonna drop another comment and say, hey, by the way, I just sent you a message. It may be in your old, other folder. It may be in your other folder, okay? Then I'm going to send them the message, and the message is going to contain these things. Now, again, you're good at building rapport, and you're getting results. Do that. Ignore this. But your team might benefit from this. So if I reach out to the person in Seattle, and I say, hey, I know we don't know each other. Elf in the room. 
See, if you don't have that in there, it's weird. If I don't bring up the fact that we don't know each other, it's weird. If I bring it up, it's no longer an objection. It's no longer a big deal. So if I say, hey, uh, I know we don't know each other, but I see that you're in Seattle and I'm looking to expand my business in Seattle. Are you looking to expand your business in Seattle? Hopefully, right? You're looking to expand your business everywhere. Everywhere that you guys are open, you're looking to expand. I'm looking to, I see that you're in Seattle. I'm looking to expand my business in Seattle. Reason, we don't know each other. Here's the reason that I'm reaching out to you. Now, another way you can use uh, location. You could also use occupation. Up to you, either one. So if I saw that this person in Seattle happened to be a realtor, how could I say this differently? I could say, hey, I know we don't know each other. I see that you're a realtor and I happen to work with a lot of realtors. And I'm just curious, would you be at all open at taking a look at what it is that we're doing to make some extra money on the side? And if you're not, totally cool, which is the out, given out. So I'm gonna say that one more time. I'm gonna say it all together. Hey, I know we don't know each other. I see that you're in Seattle. I'm looking to expand my business in Seattle. Would you be open and take a look at what it is that we're doing to make some extra money on the side? And if you're not, totally cool. If we take ourselves out of our network marketing brain, is that offensive? Is it abrasive? Is it aggressive? I don't think so. I've asked this a million times. What's your thoughts? Hit me. Okay. Is it abrasive? Is it aggressive? Is it, uh, you know, real in their face, right? Notice how I'm not assuming any position. Now, if I said, hey, I see that you're in Seattle and man, you'd kill it in Seattle. You should totally join my business. That would be spam because I'm assuming the position. I'm assuming that they even want this information, right? Now, here's something that is kind of a surprise bonus. It's like a little bonus surprise. So what if they say, no, there's nothing I can give you that will eliminate all no's you ever get, right? It's just, it's just there's nothing. I can't make you hypnotize them. I can't, I, I can't do anything to where, uh, you know, you're just, this will only, you'll only get yeses. And it reminds me, it reminds me of, and this is kind of relating to differentiation. Remember I talked about that earlier? Uh, I remember I was at this uh, company convention and this guy got up on stage and he said, I signed up the first 60 people I talked to. I was 60 for 60 and here's exactly what I said. And, and people were like, Right? I mean, they're like getting carpal tunnel, they're popping ibuprofen, right? Right? I mean, they, man, they had to get that script because it was 60 for 60. It's got to be amazing. So we'll take it, we'll take it. What do you say? What was the third word? What was the third word? Right? They're freaking out. The truth is, it didn't matter. It didn't matter what he, he said. It didn't matter his script because anyone that goes 60 for 60, 
has massive rapport with their, their warm market, with their friends and family members. They're respected, they're influential, they're looked up to. And so what worked for them is not gonna work for most people. <laughs> most people, it's not the script. It's how people see you. And so it's, it, anyway, you get a bonus out of this. You get a bonus and this is, this is, it actually flies in direct, what the bonus, I'll share with you in a second. It actually flies in the face of what you get over here. So let me define over here. So let's say that you're like, nah, bro, I know that this is a little bit quicker, but build rapport, it's key. That's what Carnegie tells me. That's what this stuff, all this stuff, right? Uh, so I'm gonna keep building rapport, fine, no problem. So you build rapport, you ask, you ask questions, eventually, hopefully, you someday, you get to pop the question, hey, would you be open to take a look at what I got? Would you be able to take a look at my, um, uh, my product? And notice I'm using the word open. Open is a magical word because people don't like the opposite. Not open. I don't use the word interested. The word interested is a very weak prospecting word. I don't say, would you be interested in taking a look at what I'm doing? Because most people aren't interested in anything that you're doing. But they don't like to be not open. So if I say, hey, would you be open to taking a look? People have to say, I'm not open. That doesn't feel very nice. That doesn't feel good. I'm not open. Does that mean I'm narrow-minded? Does that mean I'm a small thinker? Like, what does that mean? It doesn't feel good. I don't like saying I'm, I'm not open. You know what I mean? It's almost like uh, it's like an anti, like politically correct. It's like it's not it's not good. But people they respond better to open. Now, is that going to convert someone that wasn't ever going to buy? No. But might it get ten to fifteen percent more people actually going to the next step? Yes. Yes. Okay. But here's the bonus that is difficult over here. So if I if I build rapport, build rapport, build rapport, build rapport, build rapport, and then I say, Nancy, you know what, Nancy? I got this program, it's amazing. It will help you have more energy, have less aches and pains and have, and lose some weight maybe. Nancy, would you be open to checking it out? And Nancy goes, hold on a second. Have you been building rapport with me just so you can try to sell me this? Oh. Nancy's heart is just broken. Now, if you build rapport enough, you will have some of that. There are people that are cynical and skeptical. There are people who say, wait a minute, have you been asking about my, my havanese all this time just to hit me with your sales pitch? Not cool, not cool at all. But check this out, check out this method. So if I say, hey, I know we don't know each other. The reason I'm reaching out to you, I see you're in Seattle. I'm looking to expand in Seattle. Would you be open to take a look at what it is that I'm doing? And hey, if you're not open, don't worry about it. No big deal. And they say, no. They know what I'm after. I can very easily build a rapport now. I can say, okay, no problem. Well, hey, uh, how long have you been in Seattle? I love that city. See, I can actually roll after a no I could roll into build rapport and I'm way better positioned because they know what I'm after. They're not, they're not like, Oh, what do you want? What is it? This guy keeps messaging me. They know what I want and I'm still building rapport. And so here's, here's the message that I got 
hundreds of times is going through this process. And I recruited a lot of cold market and a lot of the cold market became some of my best leaders. And they tell me, no, I build rapport. And they're so blown away that I, that they told me no. And I cared enough to build rapport hundreds of times. I've had someone say, man, you know what, dude, you're, you're a great guy. Um, you know, when we first met, you brought up some kind of a business or something. And to be honest, I just, I just didn't know you well enough. Like, tell me more about that. What is it that you do? Isn't that different? Isn't that interesting? Isn't that a little different than the standard way of, of just building rapport? Now, the two, the, the few benefits of this, this, way more duplicatable. I can, I can teach a thousand people to do this like that. I can teach a thousand people to do this, no problem. This, the algorithm of knowing, okay, if they say uh, this word, then you hit them with this question. And if they have a puppy, you say this. And if they're, they're uh, a Pisces, then you hit them with these two questions. And if they're a blue personality, then talk about this, right? Not easy, not easy. I can teach a thousand people to do this, snap of the fingers, very easy very simple. And so this, again, I want this to be very clear, right? I'm not, I'm someone, I am a seeker of production. I'm not a seeker of control. And so I'm never addicted to someone doing this method or that method. I, I don't care. Um, but I would at least have this as an option. I would at least have this of, as an option. Okay. And so uh, someone's asking about what are the four points with a social media influencer? It's really not that different. It's really not. It's really not. I mean, the, the only, so um, you, I mean, you could actually change, you could actually make occupation. Hey, I work with a lot of influencers. <laughs> I, I work with a lot of influencers and I respect you as an influencer and uh, you know, and, are you open to take a look or are you not? I'm going to tell you a secret about influencers. A lot of them don't make a lot of money. They've mastered the art of getting Instagram likes and hearts and all this stuff. Uh, but a lot of them, there's a lot of people that have a larger following than they have a bank account. And, and I, know, I know people that, that, that work with a lot of influencers. A lot of them do not make a lot of money. And here's the other thing they don't. Residual. So if I'm going after someone that's influential, at some point, I'm gonna talk about residual, okay? And so, um, Devin, make sure you bring that up toward the end. I wanna cover that when we get more toward the end because we'll get, we'll get tangled in the weeds if I go that direction right now. And so, here's what I would do. So I, to I told you what I would do if they said no, right? I would, I would go into build rapport mode. No big deal. By the way, when it comes to duplication, if you're sending 17 messages before you pop the question, guess what they think they have to do? Same. They're like, let's see, how did, he, how did, how did she recruit me? Um, how did she sell me that product? Well, she sent me a whole bunch of questions. Oh man, I don't know if I have the time. 
you'll have people not want to build the business because they think that that's how they have to do it and they don't know how to do it or they don't have the time. This, easy, <laughs> quick, super quick. Just saying, all right. So um, I told you what I would do if they say no to this, I would go into build rapport mode. Let's talk about yeses. So let's say we get a yes, yay. Um, what happened there? Let's fix that up. I like, I like going the extra effort here. All right, yes, we get a yes, yay. And so from what I understand, there's not a, um, like a uh, creme de la creme, here's the opportunity kind of video that explains how to build a business. But you guys have massive amounts of product videos. Awesome. Okay. And so I, I would actually, you could, you could keep leading. If you're leading with a product and you like that, keep doing it. Nothing changes for you. If you did want to just try leading with the opportunity, you could still actually use a product video. And, and here's, here's, what I would, here's what I would do. I would look at the product videos that you have and see which product or product pack, I know you guys got some, some new product packs, which product or which product pack uh, affects the most amount of people, is the most popular, uh, moves, you know, moves the most. Not, it may not be the most volume, I don't know, but what's the, what's, the, what's the number one reason that people buy your products? Is, is, there, is it a weight loss? Is it energy? Is it aches and pains, overall health and wellness, or whatever? And, and find what video is associated with that. And I, I, I very heavily rely on videos because I know, I mean, I, I mean I've, been, I've spoken on quite a few stages. That's the number one fear in the world is public speaking. And so I don't want people to think that they have to learn to be a public speaker and, and learn stage presence and all that stuff for them to build an organization. I want, I, I want the person that absolutely cannot do that to crush it, right? And so I'm going to locate, if I don't have evidence, if I don't have evidence of what they're actually looking for. Now, if I know that they are looking to lose some weight, if I know that um, they are looking to have more energy, less aches and pains or, or whatever, then I'll pick that video, right? That makes sense. But if I don't, I'm going to have what I would call a bread and butter video that I would get in, you know, use in your, in your back office, one that you, you like, one that, one that, you know, talks about one of your most popular, if, if not the most popular thing. And here's how I'm going to position it. If I'm leading with the opportunity. Now, if you're leading with the product, you don't have to translate this, Okay. But if I'm leaning with the opportunity, I'll say, cool. Well, I got something that, so let's say I reach out to him and I say, uh, hey, I know we don't know each other. I see that you're in Seattle. Uh, I'm looking to expand my business in Seattle. Would you be able to take a look at what it is that we're doing to make some extra money? If you're open to it, great. If not, no big deal. And they say, okay, tell me more. And I say, sweet. Well, it's really cool because all we actually do, and this is, one of the key, key terms, one of the key terms, you gotta be using this more. This, I don't know what year it was, but somewhere in probably the mid to late 80s, network marketing kind of lost its mind 
and, and forgot about some of these principles. And a lot of it, we, we talk a lot about it in our, in our leadership book. But um, at, at some point, there was a, there was a, a breaking. There was, there was a, a change in thought, not in every company, certainly, but a lot of people started focusing more on the transaction than, than duplication. And so if you focus on the transaction, then you think you have to be credible, right? You gotta be credible, you gotta be an expert, you gotta be an authority, you gotta be an influencer. Well, guess what percentage of the world is that? 1%, 1% are influencers, authorities, credible experts, et cetera. And so that's not the deal. The deal of network marketing is that anyone can do it. Anyone can do it, not any influencer can do it, not any authority can do it, not anyone with a college degree can do it or anyone with 27 years as a registered nurse can do it. Uh, no, it's that anybody can do it, that the substitute teacher can do it, that the, the mechanic can do it, that the tow truck driver can do it, that the person that finished fourth grade can do it, that anybody can do it, and it's, it's true. And so you gotta get in the habit of using phrases like this. All I do is I reach out to people, this is what I'm saying to Seattle, right? All I do is I, I reach out to people on social media, just like I did with you. And I ask them if they're open. And when they say yes, I share with them this video. So this video is, uh, it actually shares our one of our most popular products. And all we do is I share this video and make sure that they understand that they too can share this video, which you can if you wanted to build a business. Literally, all you would do is tell people, hey, I got this video, uh, shares our most popular product. Some people are gonna watch it and wanna purchase the, the product. Some people are gonna watch it and wanna do the opportunity. And it's something that is just super, super simple. If you'd like me to send over the video, I'm more than happy to. Now, there's a difference in how I pitch this video than how most people pitch a video. Most people pitch a video as, it's a really good video. You're gonna love it. It's amazing. That's how most people pitch it. And so how, do, how does the person watch the video? They're like, all right, let's see. Let's see if this is uh, any good, right? And they watch it. Uh, oh, you see they mispronounced something, right? So they, they watch it as a, uh, all of a sudden they're Siskel and Eber. They're a movie critic, right? And so they thumbs up, thumbs down. They're watching it to see, do I like this video? I didn't do that. I said, if you wanted to build a business, all you would do is just share this video with people. If you know people that want the product, you just share it with them. Or uh, you can do you know, what I do, which is message people on you know, cold market on social media exactly the way that I message you. And I tell them about this. And I show them how to share this video as well. So I'm making this, instead of the, 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 the pitch, I'm actually making it the tool. And so instead of watching the video like, hmm, do I like this or not? They, they ask themselves, could I share this video? I feel like I could. You mean I don't, I don't have to present? Nope. You mean I don't, I don't have, like, this, this, is, this is all you do? It's all I do. All I do is connect with people, share this video. Some like it, move forward. The company compensates me. Some don't, and that's okay. This is what I do. How are we doing so far? How are we feeling on this? Good, bam, wow, unbelievable, super good. 
And so what the last thing that I want to do, the last thing, I don't, I don't want to come across as credible. Doesn't that sound weird? Isn't it? But it should be freeing. I don't, I don't, I don't need to come across as, as, as credible. And in fact, I'm going to dumb it down if I have to. I, I'm, I am not telling them I'm a best-selling author and I, right? I'm not saying any of that stuff because they can't say that stuff. Every word that I'm saying, I'm asking myself, can they say it? So if I say I'm 27 years registered nurse, they can't say that. If I show them a check, they can't, say, they can't do that. Plus that's not recommended, right? And so who can do this? Anybody in the world? Anybody. Anyone in the world can do that. And will some say no? Of course, of course. But let me teach you real quickly, and then we'll get into questions, because I want to make sure that we cover your questions. I'm going to teach you real quickly, and this is a concept. This is a concept that doesn't just apply to this. It applies to everything in your life, everything in sales, anything to, that has to do with the moving of, uh, of a product or, or anything like that. Okay, so this is what we call, there's different definitions for this. I call this positioning, okay, positioning. And so position zero, now remember, remember my definition of spam, right? I said it's where you assume the position of the prospect without evidence. So if, um, if I'm cruising through the mall and someone dabs me, with dead sea salt scrub. That ever happened to you? Happened to me. And I'm just like, right? I don't like that. I don't want this on me. Do you know what actually happened? They spammed me. They assumed the position. They assumed I was at position one, meaning I'm looking for dead sea salt, right? And I'm not hating on dead sea salt, right? It's awesome. It's fantastic. But don't assume. So they assumed I was at position one. I'm, I'm really at position zero, and they have no evidence that I'm at position one. Is this concept starting to take shape? We, I got some more work to do here. But So what's position zero? You have no evidence. You have no idea. If they're open to taking a look, if they want the product, if they want the opportunity, you have no clue at all, right? So what might be position one? They say yes. What might be position two? They watch the video. This is building evidence for you that not only helps you move to the sale, which is cool, right? That's a good idea, right? That we're moving toward the sale. That's not the only power. The power, well, the additional power is yes, it's moving toward the sale, but you also have the power of using that position. So let's say I reach out to someone. Hey, I see, I see you're in, I see you're in Seattle. I'm looking to expand Seattle. I know we don't know each other. Would you be able to take a look at what it is that I'm doing? If you are great, if not, no big deal. They say, yes, great. Right. And so, uh, you know, we're over here and I say, well, you know, I got this video and the, the video is actually what you would use if you knew people that wanted the product or if you knew people that wanted to build a business, this actually makes it real simple for you. It's our tool that we use. And uh, all you do, you, you share this video. If you're able to share this video, 
that's literally all I do, then you would be able to actually build this business, okay? And so they watch the video, position two. And I follow up with them and I say, hey, what'd you like about the video? And notice, notice the language here. I don't say, do you have any questions? Because whatever you say to them, they don't know the process. So if you say, do you have any questions? They think, oh crap, I'm supposed to have questions. Uh, mm, is this uh, FDA approved? <laughs> They'll come up with questions because you asked them. And so don't do that. And if, not only do I not do that, but uh, I remember I followed up with this guy and, uh, and I said, hey, did you watch the video? And he said, yes, I did. And he said, yes, I did. I got some questions and I got some concerns. And I said, oh, okay, well, um, what'd you like about it? <laughs> See, most people would say, oh, what are, what are your questions, sir? What, how may I help you, right? And I said, um, okay, what'd you like about it? And there was a pause, because it was a little weird for him, and he's like, well, I like the fact that, you know, this and that, this. He signed up years ago, I still don't know his questions or concerns, <laughs> okay? So uh, there's, a, there's a, a simple kind of language that you use, and that is, what'd you like about it? Now, what if? What if they say, I hated it, it was terrible, it was a waste of my time, I'm gonna invoice you for the amount of time that I spent watching that terrible video. Let's just talk worst case scenario, why not? I like going there. Let's say that they just come at you with guns blazing and say that literally, I, I, I halfway through it, I started pouring bleach in my eyes, it was just the worst thing on the planet, I've never seen a worse video ever, right? And they're just angry. How many of you would say, oh, okay, all right, all right, and just kind of scurry along? Not me. I recruited hundreds of people that didn't like the video. <laughs> How? How did we do this? Because I used their position. Keep in mind, they could have said no. They could have said, nah, I'm not going to watch your video. Okay? If I follow up with them, I say, hey, you watched the video? And they say, yes, and it was terrible, I hated it. I'm not gonna defend the video, total mistake. That's someone that operates like a brick wall, right? So like, you know, that was terrible. No, it wasn't, it's a great video. What are you accomplishing? Nothing, right? Judo, baby, judo, use their weight against them, right? Judo, don't, don't brick wall. Brick wall is hard life. Brick wall is, I'm gonna tell you why your opinion is different. This is what a lot of political people do, right? They, 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 they argue like the other person's opinion is ever gonna change. It's not, it's not gonna change. Or no, you're wrong because of this. No, you're wrong, right? It's just, it's just silly, silly, brick wall. So instead of defending my greatest, the greatest video of all time, I will do two things. I do want to create some doubt in them. And so I don't care if the last 99 people have told me how bad the video is. Doesn't matter to me. I'm going to act shocked. This is where you get to act, right? You put on, you, you're going for the Oscar. And so I'm going to say, 
oh my goodness, like you you watched the right video, right? Oh my, wow. And you didn't like it. Okay. Hmm, wow. If you just said that, if you just said that, they'd have a little bit of doubt. They'd be like, hmm. They haven't heard this before. A little bit of doubt. A little bit. That's all I want. A little bit of doubt. I can't turn them around. I can't say, no, it was fantastic. You're an idiot. That's not going to work. But I could say, wow, wait, you watched the one with the, with, the, with the bike? He was on the bicycle? You watched that one? Wow. Didn't like it? Okay. I, mean, I may pretend someone's in the room. Harry, Harry, they watched the video. I didn't like it. Really? <laughs> right? I just want to cause a little bit of doubt. And then I want to use the position. Well, I'm just curious, what were you hoping to see? What were you hoping to see? I mean, you agreed to watch the video. What, what were you hoping to see? Never not one time in, all, in the, all the years of doing this, never not one time have they responded with something that was just out of this world. Well, I was hoping I'd watch it and grow my arm back. I lost my, my arm and through a lawnmower accident. I'm hoping it would grow it back. I've never heard an unreasonable, like, I wish it did this, or I wish it showed that, or I've, I've never heard anything like that. And so it's something that I, I've never, why did you watch it? They might say something like, well, I was hoping, and, and this, may, this may happen in your case, right? I was hoping that it was gonna show me a way how to make money. I'm like, you know what? Hey, great, great point, great point. I don't know if you noticed this or not, but all I do is I send a message like I sent you, I ask them if they're open, which I, which I did with you. I tell them I got a video, I send it over. A lot of people get it and they're like, wait a minute, all I do is I just send this video out, that's what I do. I say yes and they decide to join. And so that's actually, you know, and then when people purchase the product, because the movement of volume is, is, you know, where people, you know, get compensated and there's a lot of people, would you agree? that there's a lot of people out there. I don't know if you're looking to lose weight, but would you agree there's a lot of people out there looking to lose weight? See how that works? And so I just draw out their position. Well, I'm just curious, what made you say yes? Why'd you agree to watch the video? What were you hoping to see? Very, very powerful. And so you, you wanna use, use this evidence, use it, instead of just, oh, they didn't like the video, they're not gonna join. I recruited a lot of people, did not like the video. And then they kind of got it. They're like, oh, it's a tool. I don't have to like it, not like it or whatever. It's just a tool to show it to people who may want the benefits of that product. And, you know, we really didn't have time to get into like uh, the marketing of benefits and things like that. We touched on it a little bit, but I want to make sure that we have time for questions. So first of all, was this helpful? Number one, that's the first question. And then number two, do you have any questions? Candace, how did we do? <laughs> this was awesome. I, I'm looking to see if we have anybody on chat. We also can have people raise their hands and we can allow to talk. So Cindy, I have your hand raised. I was going to go ahead and release you if you'd like to ask a question. Oh, we have Sue Ann. You ready, Ray? Sure. Sue, you're up, Sue. 
Okay, yeah, I'm over here in San Antonio, and uh, I'd like hi. to know, hi, when do you get to a phone call in this process? Yeah, so I, I like to get on the phone because I want it, something that is so powerful for me to hear is their tone and, and any kind of breaks in their language. And, and I'm, I'm going to keep it really simple because a lot, a lot of trainers go way too hard on this and they teach you NLP and all this fancy stuff that you, ju you just don't need to learn. Um, and so here's, here's you, you, you have a couple options. Now, if you're not willing to get on the phone, you are going to lose some sales. No question. You'll lose, I would say, at least 10%, maybe 20% of sales if you're not willing to get on the phone. Now, I do know people that have, you know, have built businesses without using the phone much, but they would have built much larger businesses if they were willing to get on the phone. And so um, I typically, and, and I've, I've seen this done differently, but I would typically, when I, when they agree to watch the video, okay, before I send it, but when they agree to watch the video, I'll, I'll say something like, hey, uh, you know, here, um, let me send over the video to you. And by the way, Let's, let's be sure afterwards we hop on the phone for a quick chat just to make sure it's a fit for you. Now, notice, notice how I'm positioning that. So some people would say, um, hey, you know, let's be sure to hop on the phone. Well, that sounds like sales. That sounds like, oh, you're going to try to close me, aren't you? Right? I say, uh, let's be sure to hop, which is a great word, uh, you know, in booking appointments, Hopping on the calendar is way easier to book than let's, you know, get on a phone call or a schedule an appointment, right? And so uh, let's, let's hop in the phone real quick to make sure it's a fit for you. It sounds like it's almost the anti-sale. Like, hey, I want to I wanna make sure that this is the right move for you. And what I'll do is I'll say, here's my number, uh, you know, and, and please send me yours just so I have it in case you call. Now this is a great trick. <laughs> it's a great trick because they'll never call ever, but they will send you their number usually. And you'll call them and say, Hey, I, I missed a call. I didn't know if it was you. How you doing? <laughs> Did you watch the video? Right? I, I would, I prefer to hear their tone. I prefer like, um, when I know that I, I, I got someone is if I hear a sigh or a break in silence, like if there's silence or like a, well, right. I know that we're getting real. We got them, man. We got them. Um, I, can, I can give you a lot of examples of that, but let's, um, uh, this will be a quick story. I'll say it quickly. So I remember, um, you know, one of, one of my teammates got me on the phone with a lady and she didn't do it correctly and way over edified the prospect versus me, which is not the right way to do it. And she said, uh, you know, Ray, uh, this is Barbara and she's the head of a talent agency and she's amazing. She's so connected. She's got this huge business and uh, Barbara, this is Ray. And so, you know, Barbara comes in, boom, boom, boom. Hello, little Ray. Right. And I'm like, Hey, Hey, I got a little home business over here. Let's do this. Right. So I'm edified to be this big. I'm this big Barbara, big, right. And so I know we ain't going to make, we, we're not going to make any production here. Unless I get the, uh, uh, unless I alter the attitude, unless I alter the energy. Because right now she is way superior and I'm just a little guy. And so, um, 
I just, I just asked the question. I said, Barbara, I, I guess I got a question. She's like, yes, yes, little Roy. I'm like, Ray. And, uh, and I said, I got a question. You know, it, you know, with you having such a thriving, amazing business, why are we even on the phone? That's awesome. And there was a, there was a big, long, there was a big, long pause. And then she said, well, the truth is, uh, business, I've been losing some clients, and I've been this. Ah, you could, you, I, I could feel her shrinking until we are eye to eye. Now we can have a conversation. And so I really like that hearing the tone. Um, I, I'm, just, I'm just a big fan of that. And so you can do it without, without getting on the phone, but you will lose some sales. And, it, and one thing around this is I, I would not, because some of you saw that, that beautiful script, right? And you're like, man, that's great. I'm just going to Facebook audio them. Hey, blah, 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 blah. Well, I wouldn't assume that. I'm just letting you know, when, when people I don't know send me an audio, it, I mean, I, I penalize them. I will, not, I will not listen to it for two to four days. Just won't do it. I, 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 I just don't. Because I can read 20 messages in the same speed as I can listen to a 57-second message. I can pop through messages. And if you're reaching out to influencers, do not assume that they just got all the time in the world to lollygag and listen to your long audios. Okay, so I text much faster, uh, not necessarily for you to input, but it is faster for them to read. Now, if they respond in audio, I'll respond in audio. They gave me the green light, but I don't assume people like audio. Does that, does that help? I didn't catch the name of who was that? Sue. Sue Ann. Sue Ann. Who's okay. on mute right now. Okay. That was awesome. I especially like how you ad address the edification. It's a real thing. So it's so big. <laughs> it's so big. Like yeah. I, I've heard, I've I've heard teammates, and I, I just kind of like kick them, right? Uh, but I but I used to hear teammates that would say, uh, "Hey, we're having a meeting." And, uh, you know, the speaker there, he's really good. I got one that I like better, but, you know, he, he's still pretty good. I'm like, what are you doing? Is that other speaker Why? available? Right. Like, seriously? They're the greatest speaker on the planet, right? You know, whoever's in town. That's so it's awesome. crazy. We have also May, May Sway. I just, un right. well, I just allowed you to talk, May. If you can unmute yourself. I can do that for you too, darling. All right, there we go. You there, May? Yes, can you Hi. hear me? Hi. Hi, Ray. I hey. watched your video before. This is awesome today. Um, cool. I've been on and off, try a little bit here and there. I don't think it's um, um, like this follow-up particular, you know, sometimes they do say yes. Then I think, you know, it's just so easy even to mess up, you know, after the conversation. Then, um, so do you, I mean, if we, I like to meet people in person. So what do you recommend? Like, uh, you know, do you actually want to meet them if it's in the same town? I mean, if it's not long distance? Same town. I, I, I'm totally fine to meet them. Um, I just, you know, I don't want to assume because I, I, I'm, I'm thinking one thing and that's duplication. That's all I'm thinking. That's all I'm thinking. I'm not thinking about their sign-up bonus. I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about duplication. And so if I force... If every person I bring in, I have to meet with, there are busy moms and there are people that they'll say, mm, I don't know that I can do this business. And so 
phone, and, and, and some of this probably comes from my background. Um, you know, when I was 18, I was in, in telemarketing making 450 calls a day. And so like, I, I just, I'm very efficient on, on the phone and, and through, you know, messenger and things like that. And so I'm not saying I won't meet people. I just don't want to require it me personally. Um, and if I had the option of recruiting someone in another country or another city, state or whatever versus local, I actually prefer local because, um, you know, if you build, if you build local, you can build a different, um, uh, a different dimension of culture. So we had barbecue parties, we had pool parties, we had, um, we had a, bu a bubble soccer game, right? When you get in the big bubbles and you just rock, you know, knock each other over. And so like, I, I love, I love local. Uh, I didn't limit myself just to local, but you know, I'm, I'm a fan. Does that help me? Yeah, that, that is, uh, that, yeah, I mean, that's the key thing. I think uh, today Ray hit it hard for me is this duplication. I mean, we talk about it all the time, but again, in reality, we get uh, sidetracked on that all the time. Um, so thank you so much, Ray. You're welcome. One thing about, about Local 2 is at some point, either you or someone in your organization will recruit someone who's in a town of 10 people. And, and, if, and if all you're hammering, like, you know, with social media, there's, there's no limits. There's absolutely no limits. I, uh, I had a buddy that, he wasn't in my team, unfortunately, but I had a buddy that was doing this kind of approach and brought in, the, the company was launching in uh, Malaysia, and he was doing this approach and just started attacking, you know, people over Malaysia. And he recruited a cold person that that team started putting in 12,000 people a month. And, and that was cold, totally across the world. He lived in, uh, I forget where he lived, Oklahoma, maybe? I'm not sure. But um, with, with social media, there, there, there is no limits. Doesn't mean I don't like local, but there's, there's just no limits with social media. Yeah. That's great. And I want to just wrap this up. We're right at the time. We just had, let me just see. We had a couple questions. Lori Mulhern had asked, when people are spamming you on your posts, are you cross prospecting them or just responding to their comment or spam? People are spamming you on your posts. Are you cross prospecting them? So that's kind of a patience game, um, which, um, I'm not that great at my wife is better at that um, so if you're if you're patient then I would take the people spamming you and just message them and say you know hey I don't know if you know I don't know if this method is working for you but there are there are other ways to do it I'm happy to share with you and just kind of offer to you know give them some value I don't like prospecting other network marketers or teaching that um, cause it's kind of cannibalistic. It's like, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword kind of thing. Um, but, um, if you're patient, me, if, if someone's just openly like spamming, I usually just delete it. I mean, that's just me. <laughs> like, don't let them hijack your posts, right, Ray? Yeah. Don't let them hijack your posts yeah. for sure. You got control of that for sure. And yeah, then I would, I, oh, I would definitely delete a spam on your post for sure. The optional is do you message them as well and say, hey, I don't know if that method's working for you, but you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then Kim had asked if you recommended using the four steps with some close friends in your warm market too. Uh, it's a little different. <laughs> I mean, obviously the, the elephant in the room kind of thing. So if, um, 
actually we'll touch on this. I'm okay with a little bit more time if you, I don't. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So I started talking about differentiation. Bonus minutes right here, Ray. I love it. Bonus minutes. <laughs> I think I did. So um, there's like you know, category one is uh, what we call a, a big hat, right? And so a big hat is someone who's influential. Influential. That's a that's a flu. Uh, uh, someone who is influential. Okay, so people respect them, people look up to them, they, they trust them, literally anything they say is gonna, is gonna work. Hey, I'm doing this thing, you wanna do it? Yeah, man, if you're doing it, right? It's just like super, super easy for them. A lot of times these big hats, they, they teach uh, little hats. <laughs> and so uh, here's, our, here's our little hat. And the little hat is, is someone that isn't influential, doesn't have a following, doesn't have a team or anything like that. And this applies in both marketing and prospecting. It applies in both. So in prospecting, this person, the big hat with influence, can say pretty much anything they want and they're, they're gonna do just fine. They're gonna get a high percentage of people that wanna move for them because they're being rewarded for the life they led before network marketing. Whatever that is, they're the mayor of the town, they're whatever, whatever, fill in the blank. Um, in marketing, in marketing, the big hat influencer can post about their breakfast burrito, can post even, I love company name, right? And they will get tons of interaction, mainly from teammates. When the little hat tries that, it doesn't work. So little hat has to think a little differently. For marketing, you have to think about value. You have to think about how do I raise curiosity or how do I provide value in prospecting? You need to adjust. You may not be able to say the same things that someone of influence could say. And so if you are someone that um, people don't kind of, uh, you know, uh, don't look up to you, you don't have influence, you don't have, you know, some kind of following or something like that, um, you, you probably want to um, just show up a little differently when it comes to your, your products and things like that. It's, um, let me talk about the most extreme though. The most extreme would be what we call someone that has a burnt market because we were talking about, about warm market. So burnt market is, I don't know the percentage, but maybe 10, maybe 15% of any network marketing company has people that would fall into this kind of category where they have tried a lot of other things and their warm market does, or, or they have not been developing themselves for very long and they have a lot of cynical and skeptical people around them, right? Might be higher than 15% now that I think about it, maybe 20, 20%. And so the burnt market, these are people that if you went to them and you said, hey, if you hand me a five, I will hand you a 10 immediately. And they say, no thanks bro, right? So these are people that do not respect how you make money or that you can make money. They don't see you as a business person. And um, those, you actually want to deflect the opportunity and lead, and lead with the product. Hey, I'm doing this thing. I know it's not a fit for you, but you may like the product. That's the only hope that someone with a burnt market would have. And if you're, where, where people think that network marketers have turned weird is when someone who has 
never talked about business in their entire life, goes to their warm market and talks all about business. I'm gonna make a lot of money, I'm gonna do this. And they're like, who are you? Don't do that. If people don't see you as someone that watches Shark Tank, that reads Forbes, Fortune, Entrepreneur Magazine, all these different things, don't get weird on them. Keep it simple and just say, hey, I'm excited about this new product and you may wanna check it out. Keep it in the product realm. And so um, those would be some of my advices around, around warm market. I hope that helps. That was great. And we have one more, one more question if you're sure. able to. And it's Shi Wei. Hi, Shi Wei. Hey, you're, you're available to talk. Go ahead. Hi. Thank you so much for the great tip. So my question is that when you finally get to talk to people, some people, if they are going to do this business with you, then they may want to get to know the details. So how much of the details, like the compensation, all that, do you give them? How do you approach that? Yeah. So, so the question is, <coughs> how much detail do you share with them, right? Like, you know, do you share the complaints, you know, this? So... Uh, here's, here's my, and we, we, we talk a lot about that in, um, in our leadership book, but I want to do two things. One, I do not want to share with them how knowledgeable I am about anything. It's not duplicatable. They can't, they're not recording it. They can't reuse it. I want to point to tools. And so, um, but this is, this would be number one. So if someone says, well, I need to know the formula. I need to know all the ingredients. I need to know what does this do? What does, and I need to know the comp plan. I want, I want to send them to tools. So I want to send them to videos, but I want to give them a warning. So might I send them to an entire, you know, training library and archive and say, yeah, you know, make sure, you know, you can watch all those. Those are great. Um, but you know, and that would be step number one. I want to send them to something that if their reps had those questions, they could send them to as well, okay? But number two, I wanna give them a warning. I'm gonna give them a warning to say, hey, if you go and learn all of this stuff, do yourself a favor and don't share that with your prospects. Now, if they wanna learn it, point them to the same thing. And so I wanna I want point something out here that uh, especially around the opportunity. In the United States right now, there are 750,000 Uber drivers. They average $343 a month. Why are there that many people driving Uber? They understand it. That's why. Do they want to do it? Most don't want to do it. Put a stranger in their car late at night or early in the morning, might be drunk, might get sick, right? I don't think most people are just like, I love driving strangers around, right? No one, not one person, joins Uber to make six figures because you can't, can't do it. And, and it doesn't matter how many miles you drove last month, this month you start at zero. There's no residual. Mm -hmm. And so the reason they do it is because they understand it. Mm -hmm. So when I say all I do is I just share this video and some people like it, some people don't. Uh, well, well, what are all the 27 ingredients? You know what? I don't know, but you, know, you probably could find it out here. There's probably a video somewhere that shares that with you. And you know, check that out, but just don't tell everyone about it, right? I want it so simple. And, and, and this, I've just seen this over and over and over is, I'm not trying to convince them with my knowledge. 
because then they think they have to have that knowledge. I'm convincing them that, hey, I don't know. You can find it out if you want, but just don't share that with everybody because then they'll think they have to know it. And most of the time they're like, wow, that's amazing. That's all you do? You don't even know that? Oh, man. I want to keep it so simple. I want them to think, if this idiot can do it, man, I think I'm going to kill this thing. I think I'm going to crush it. <laughs> and so I want, I want to keep it simple. I love it. That's brilliant. They don't need to know it. You just got to keep sending them back to the thing that has the information that can be provided. That's awesome. Yeah. Great. Um, so there was just one other thing. Somebody asked if a prospect had, they were talking, chatting with, suddenly compared them to another network marketing company. How do you respond to that? And then we'll close. Yeah. So you never, uh, and I'm glad you brought that up because I told that guy I would, we would get back to it. Um, so um, you, you want to you wanna maintain power and posture. As soon as you start explaining or defending, you've lost power. 100%. And, and so, um, so let me give, so if I talk about, a, uh, if I give a, a word, I want to give the definition. So posture is the belief in what you have regardless of external acceptance or approval. And that's the definition we, we kind of came up with. So I'll say it again. Posture is the belief in what you have regardless of external acceptance or approval. So whether they believe it's a great opportunity or not, I, you believe in the opportunity, right? You believe in the company, you believe in the product, no matter what they agree with, accept of, or, or whatever. And so I always, and, and here's what I've noticed between people that are really good recruiters and people who either aren't good at all or just okay, is the people who are really good recruiters, I'll give you the two scenarios, okay? So the people who aren't, the people who are not your top recruiters, number one on their list is to make the sale. So if the brother-in-law says, hey, that's a scam, they're gonna say, how do I turn them around? Because they're very focused on the sale, right? And then number, number two is really anything else. I mean, anything else is number two to them. The people who are super recruiters, posture is their number one goal. Making the sale is secondary. Okay. So if, if brother-in-law in this scenario says, uh, oh, that's a scam, that'll never work. The person who isn't good at recruiting is going to say, how do I turn them around? No, 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 it's not a scam. See, in corporate America, there's a triangle and it does like this and there's janitors and managers, right? They're going to try to defend and convince and use some weird stuff to try to turn them around. Postured person, if brother-in-law says, hey, this is a scam, I'll never work, I'll be like, hey, it's not fit for everyone. If you know anyone that does want to make some money, let me know. I got to go. That's posture. And that's brilliant. And yeah. it's, not, it's not arrogance. It's not cockiness. I'm not saying, you know, hey, your JLB sucks because I don't, I don't say that stuff. But what's interesting is the more of this you have, the more of these you make. 100% of the time. Guarantee it. If you have more posture. So in your scenario, if someone says, well, I saw a network marketing company that did, 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 I don't know about all that. All I know is I'm in this company and it's amazing and this product has changed my life and I'm here forever. If you want to check out what we got, awesome. And if not, good luck with whatever the other thing you're thinking about. That's posture. Now when people witness, when they bear witness to posture, it's attracting. They want to be with the person that's postured. 
And so, I, I mean, I've had people that hit me up with, uh, you know, uh, I can give you so many examples of this. Anyway, <laughs> so it's just crave, crave the posture. If someone says, let me give you another example. I, I talked about this today in our group. Um, so if someone says, well, I'll watch the video and I'll get back to you if I like it, right? So who's in power? They are until I respond. <laughs> and so they say, ah, I'll get back to you if I like it. My response to that would be, uh, absolutely take your time. You know, if it takes you, you know, a few weeks or a few months or whatever, I'm really slammed right now. Whenever you reach out, if you ever do, I will do my very best to respond, but I am pretty busy right now. Posture. And you know, nine times out of 10, they'll say, well, well, man, you must be rocking, right? Like all of a sudden I've attracted them over because they're not used to that. They're not used to someone being postured. And so learn, learn that stuff, learn that stuff. All right, you can take that one right to the bank. Okay. <laughs> that was great. Okay, so we are like, we had your over, you had, we had your encore here. This was amazing. <laughs> I, I, I think we all had got so much value out of this. If we were to take one thing out of this, this Ray, and kind of have a call to action for the next couple of weeks, what would you say it would be? I mean, I would say hit your numbers. You know, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not, uh, confusing you know uh you're if you're not reaching out to a lot of people whether you're doing the build rapport way or the other way or cold market warm market face-to-face -face, text message facebook whatever if you're not reaching out to a lot of people then you shouldn't be making a lot of money yeah i mean that's just how it is and and a lot of people they, they're like i'm working very hard but if you broke down their day they spend four hours a day beating themselves up they spend an hour a day studying and an hour a day planning to reach out to people but they don't reach out to anybody. And so why should you be making money if you're not? And yeah. so just my, my thing would be make it a goal, make it a non-negotiable to have, uh, if you got to have a low production week, have a low production week, but never have a no production week. Yeah. Have, never have a week where you don't reach out to anybody. And maybe that's just the daily 20 no's, a daily video, your self-development. I mean, 20 no's. That's no, a lot. I'm just going to challenge no one on here is going to do. So maybe two no's. Two no's. <laughs> All right. That's fairly uh, aggressive, but I like the premise of it all. But I will say, if you all loved what you hear, which as you look at the chat, everybody loved what they heard, awesome. make sure you get on. We, we, got, we provided you all with the links to purchase his books, which have been amazing. Thank you so much. This was great, Ray. We, we'd love to have you back. Thank you. Awesome. Well, let me know. Bye, okay. guys. Rooting right. for you.